0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. <till B-b-b-b-b-b-bud> <laughs> <B-b-b-b-bud> yeah. Your thrice weekly podcast with, with, where we try to dissect the hottest news with a touch of comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we say a touch meaning, um... I mean... Fuck that off. <laughs> a lot. We try our very <laughs> best. We try our very, very best <laughs> to make it funny. Yeah, what we lack in insight,
0: we make up for with humor.
1: Mm-mm. No, that's a great yeah, way to say it. Uh, what we lack like for inside, we make up for, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it means, yeah, we, we don't know what we're talking about, but at least we yeah. try to be funny and, about it.
0: And <laughs> yeah, and we just wave and try and juggle and distract you uh,
1: so that you get just enough info that you can sound smart in front of your friends. Correct, correct, correct. And today is the, it is the late night on the 11th of <laughs> April, yeah. Sunday. It is the late night, it's man. It's the late night shift, lah, as we like to call <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> as much as we've been we tried to record earlier i guess because both our lives right now are in a bit of flux mm, um mm. actually it's been in flux for like a whole fucking year and a half so i right? think everyone even more so in flux. for you yeah
1: but i mean, okay. yeah, I mean if you if you've ever if you had to work from home or anything this past year you i mean yeah. you understand what we mean uh, the flux it's flux uh, flux is your middle name
0: right mm. flux correct and speaking of of Wait before that.
1: Okay, can you can you do the honors of our weekly plug, yeah. our episodic plug? So if if uh if any time that this podcast, in even one of the segments like the one short thing, has inspired you to go check uh, check out something else, and then you really enjoyed it, which is why I heard someone, someone said that thank you so much, Terence, for recommending the Aware Saga and recommending that I push through because it was really awesome. By the time I I got to the end lah. Someone messaged me mm-hmm. over the weekend to say that and um,
0: I think I know who that
1: someone is, because someone messaged me also. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Message
0: me to tell to thank you. So yeah, you yeah, got yeah, correct thanks
1: by proxy. Correct, correct, yeah. Because it was my one joke thing, lah, you know. <laughs> so I just wanna lay it out there. So if that has inspired you anyway, please help to share this podcast with some someone else. Because you never know how you might be changing the life of someone by sharing this podcast with them. Indeed. Mm. And speaking
0: of changing lives, mm. what is the the first topic for today, Terence? Nice, nice, very nice, very nice, <laughs> yes. very nice. It's about except the, that
1: it's not so nice, la. Yeah, it's about the closure of um local retail uh company called Nice mm. N A I I S E, mm. which is known for mm. carrying a lot of. Uh, Beloved, you know, small Singaporean uh, artists, 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 products and, and, and brands, lah, right? Mm, mm. And as far as I know, the last remaining outlet that they had that su- that survived through COVID, everything uh, was at Juho Changi. And I think as of today, 11, 11th April is the last, it might be the last day of operations, according to mm. them. Lah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not the only I mean that's not the reason why we're talking about it uh just the closure. What why why is it in the news? It was in the news because I guess the one headline was
0: that um apparently one of the vendors who's owed uh, more than $10,000 sent like like official debt collectors to to the nice store in Jewel. Yeah. uh, And they ultimately ended up with a meeting with the founder and CEO of Nice, Dennis Day in the car park of Jewel mm. where, and they
1: live streamed the whole fucking thing, mm, man. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct, yes. And the <laughs> videos are still there for you to see if you want to see. They are still there. Uh, or they, they can still be viewed. there. You can check out the Mothership article. Shout out to Mothership. Yeah. You can check out the Mothership article which has embedded the videos in there as well. Yeah.
0: So, I mean there's so many things to talk about because at first, okay, the, the the thing is, this is not the only company that has gone through tough times uh, mm. during the past year and a half. Mm. I think many episodes ago, we spoke of the Robinson's uh, liquidation Correct. and how it impacted vendors. But what was the first thought that came to mind when when you read this article or when you heard this news?
1: Um, okay, so I was in the middle of a dinner and everything or lunch, I can't remember, with some friends. And mm. then... Um, some visitors, like, then I think I I, I I saw the headline and I, I just blurted it out like you know oh you know nice shutting down and and everything and then I think in the room there was a collective oh no not another beloved you know homegrown brand that's biting the dust and everything, uh and then uh, then and then that was the point I was like yo 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 guys, and this means that they are not paying all the brands that you love that they carry. That's what's happening. That's the big news. It's not the the, the fact that Nice is closing out. Is that Nice is not paying its vendors because it's liquidating? Uh, you know. And, uh, then and
0: I then realized, how did people react to that? Were, were they like, "Hey, Terrence, shut the fuck up, like Okay, no, Let no, us mourn I, the loss of this local brand.
1: Yeah. So no. So that's when I realized, like, maybe because of, uh, when, because of what we have been through ourselves personally in the last year and everything. Um, yeah. We. we you don't realize that so many SMEs get um, screwed over when a bigger company or an aggregating platform or whatever you call it, you know, decides to just liquidate and just decides not to honor its payments and contracts and all that. A lot of people get screwed over. And the stories of all these little, so-called little people, little companies, don't get enough airtime in the media or anything like such that people think oh you know like Robinson so poor thing you know like oh you know heritage or, but all the people who, all the SMEs that didn't get paid and uh, because of that you know have to shutter as a reason that story, yeah. those stories are not told uh, you know yeah
0: so I guess to set the context you know you mentioned what we've been through the past year and a half Well, well, we can't go into the details I uh, will not say past year and a half past year and two weeks uh, While well, we can't go into the details, yeah, we were impacted by the liquidation of a big company. The process is still ongoing. Mm. Um, the reason why we haven't spoken anything in public is because yeah, la, the liquidation is still ongoing. Um, it, and it gave us a front row seat to how liquidations can can pan out la, for the people who don't have leverage, who mm. don't have a voice, who don't yeah. have bargaining power. So when, when Terrence and I see articles like this, uh, I didn't feel anything about, oh, you know, poor thing nice because mm. also because this is not a company that got hit overnight by the pandemic la. Mm. the more you google right the more it's clear that they've been defaulting on payments uh, to their vendors since what 2016 mm. right mm. you get you get a lot of stories and i mean maybe maybe to to rewind and take a step back uh, basically nice was started in 2013 mm. um it was started by a local uh, couple who and, uh, who are married uh, Dennis Day and Amanda Ng. um and they got a lot of traction like, because they were seen as a champion of local designs, mm. local design designers. And I think they did fill a gap. You know, as one local designer trying to sell to the entire market is going to be hard. Like, but if he, I guess what Nice was trying to do was bring together all these local designers and have a marketplace of sorts and with economies of scale um, and more and better distribution help them reach a bigger market, like, which admittedly, I think they did do it's, but, a, it's a very noble um, it's a
1: very noble cause that right
0: yeah yeah because it's not say a a, a tech company that is going to scale up to 3 billion users in like 10 years or something mm-hmm. like. so i respect the cause i respect the the direction but the more you dig up the more you read and just google nice payment vendors you'll see so many instances of like um even as early as 2016 like them not not paying because their business model essentially from what i understand was a consignment basis Right. So they don't they don't even need to commit to any holding any inventory. And as a vendor, that that kinda sucks, lah, you know. Um, it's it's a lot. I think any vendor would prefer, okay, you buy hundred units from me, so you get the payment first, regardless of whether it's sold or not. Like consignment basically means they you only get paid if they sell something right? Right. So so I mean it, it puts the, the bargaining power in the hands of nice and all. And I guess, I guess, yeah, like the, the why we wanted to speak about it is also because there is a certain element of sentimentality to the brand lah, because they, to see like this cushion made out in Angku shape, or like some Malayan t-shirt or something, it's pretty really cool lah, you know. Um, but, but the reality is, if they've been defaulting for a long time, then, yeah, then at some point, you, you gotta go like, hey, yo, your business model go any sense or not?
1: Right, and yeah I mean I mean um uh okay we let's uh, we always like to have to put the caveats and 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 uh, all the yeah the caveats out there uh <laughs> is that Harish and I we you know we also run a business right uh we run a mm. business of really funny you know we make TV shows videos stuff like that Brand content, so, yeah yeah this shit happens uh, like businesses cash flow issues Sometimes, you know, uh, you run late on payments because of various reasons, uh, right? This shit happens. Mm. Uh. Um, but I think the, the point and where we, it And gets we're,
0: we're not, we're, we've also been impacted to the point where we had to negotiate with our freelancers a bit more yeah. leeway because our cash Correct. flows also were held back by by a Correct. chain of command, right? So yeah,
1: yeah what, what I'm trying to say is that we're not saints either. Like. We're not like, oh, you mm. know, like we, we, it's not like we've never had problems or anything like that. The important thing is that we always try to keep our lines of communication open and if we execute if we have a plan uh, and, and if you owe, you know, uh, anyone debt or anything, you gotta have a plan to pay that back and you gotta communicate that plan and you have to as much as possible honor the, the whatever plan that you, you put in place lah, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and be in constant contact and communication about these things. Don't ever run away or shy away from it. The last thing that you should ever do is to just liquidate or just declare bankruptcy and then basically uh just leave the door open for 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 everyone to just take whatever they, they want, like, the assets and all that. Because mm. when you enter liquidation, basically uh, all your vendors, which is all the little mom and pop shops that help you that, that are working with you or freelancers that are working with you, they are all unsecured creditors versus the secured creditors like landlords, banks and stuff like that, like, right? Mm. Means they are they are lower in the packing of the order of of what money they can get from your, your assets are uh. So all anyone that you've negotiated a contract with basically uh uh they're fucked over, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so I, th- mean, I think we I just want to put it yeah. out there that the saying that when we've had problems, we always uh tackle them head on and with as much as much uh communication as we can with anyone who's affected, right? mm mm-hmm. But I mean like, like, to a certain extent, okay,
0: like Nice, um, I think when they started, they only existed online, right? Mm. Um, and I know there were other brands in the local space, other e-commerce brands that only maybe after many years of operating as an e-commerce brand, they had started to have pop-ups or physical stores, but Nice mm. was one of the first to have a omni-channel approach, which is where you have your online, but you also have your retail outlets. I think they opened in Cathay, the first one, and at the, at the height of their business prosperity, I guess they had five sh- five stores mm-hmm. uh, in Singapore and Kiel. They had a pop-up store in Shoreditch in London in 2017. Mm-hmm. And Shoreditch is a pretty hipster area. Like, so it, it kind of fits their brand. So so for companies that have a retail element, of course the pandemic has fucked you over. And like there are so many companies who got fucked over just, but because, not because of their business model, but just because food traffic has decreased. Like. But I guess why why we were so triggered by this nice thing is, is yeah, I think even in 2019, there were articles being written about how vendors were already withdrawing from any dealings with nice because they were not getting paid. Mm. Um, And when you see like from 2016, 2017, 2018, and this is in parallel with them expanding their business, right? Mm. I guess that's one thing, one thing in the business world that always is, is annoying. You, you, the, the media and the articles written about the founders always focus on, oh, they're expanding here, expanding there, expanding here. Because in 2017, I read some article um, by the Evening Standard, which is a mm. UK uh, uh, magazine, and they were saying, you know, the Singapore power couple, mm. you know, they are, they're just changing the game and doing all this. But... Sounds like they already started defaulting payments then. Yeah. Then then you, you, you look at these sort of businesses and like what is this why is this being glamorized? Like, I mean it's so easy to glamorize these sort of these sort of companies that on the surface are doing well. When in the background, if they're fucking people over,
1: right, there's there's almost no recourse. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I mean broadly speaking, uh I think it's quite obvious that nice has had a problem of paying the vendors for years, lah, like, right? Mm. Um, so that, that I think that's one whole huge chunk of an issue by itself la. Um, and I think uh, what has pushed vendors over the edge in this particular instance in terms of going out to hire like a debt collector and everything is the fact that um, you know seems like they are going into liquidation la. because I think mm. um, if you watch the videos the debt collector actually are so oh essentially what you're going to be doing is like Robinson's and like that la, right and they say exactly mm-hmm. like Robinsons, so that is what mm-hmm. is happening. Like, and if if you didn't hear last year, Robinsons basically went through a liquidation, and it was a shit show because, um, I mean a lot of people had had uh, their products still sitting on the shelves, and and like there was a mad rush for, of consumers just grabbing and and paying cash for the products, but none of the vendors actually saw that cash coming to them, lah. You know, they just mm. they just have to wait for some big process to to happen. And uh, mm. that, that that's always very common in liquidations. And and just because it's common doesn't mean it's right though. So 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 I think just one important thing to just just put out there la, that just because you're entering a legal liquidation process doesn't mean you've done the morally or ethically right thing, la, right? But but you know the one thing that we we ourselves
0: have heard is that that's how business works. That's how people start private uh, uh, uh like um private companies or limited uh, uh partnerships just mm. so that they're not liable to to liquidations so mm. they're not technically doing anything wrong that's why you know like okay the, i think everyone listening should go watch the debt collectors <laughs> video yeah. Yeah, um, you should, you which should. is what we we will get into after this but um you see a lot of commenters saying also that okay what what can the debt collector do uh because Dennis Day and his wife who apparently has stepped down from nice uh, mm. Based on a reply that she sent, a vendor who emailed her asking for payment, um, they are not legally liable at all. No, they are not doing anything mm. illegal. They're not doing anything criminal. Um, mm. They're just liquidating a company that was an entity that that they 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 don't have to be liable for la, If they liquidate,
1: mm.
0: right? So so yeah. then 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 if that's the case, they're not doing anything wrong.
1: Then
0: yeah. isn't that part of business? You know. Then yeah. anyone who starts a business, shouldn't they be ready to to deal with this kind of shit?
1: I mean, yeah, you could you could say that, lah, but then then you would also um I think there needs to be certain infrastructure in place to protect mm. vendors or give them um some leeway to do something as well, lah, right? Because mm, mm. let's say let's say like I mean even in our instance we literally heard of the liquidation after it happened already, right? Yeah, you know? we heard from the news. Yeah, we heard from the news. So we didn't even have a chance to even go and hire <laughs> debt collectors or anything like that to do anything, right? We did, The option wasn't mm. even available to us. So um, could there be uh, some kind of uh, law in place where before you actually liquidate, you actually need to go through like 60 or 90 days or something like that? Of of putting mm. the news out there to your vendors so that the vendors also know what to do, right? The vendors also know, oh shit, I need to go and collect my my stuff. I need whatever, right? You need to just yeah. Or you need to uh. because that's why that's why Robinson's was such a shit show. Cause like vendors even weren't even able to go to shops to collect their own uh, their goods back, right? Because if they mm. know that it's gonna be liquidated, that those goods that are sold, the money's not gonna come to me at all. So why should I continue selling your store? but you can't do anything mm. because they were not given any notice and um, you know that that's one just one small suggestion I'm not even a lawyer so why am I doing this suggestion right like there should mm. be someone the, the MTI or, or Ministry of Law who should be looking to this this is not, this is not something for a lay person to come with but I've, I really feel there's really a better a better option than just saying oh you know it's too bad and then oh is it is it how much is the amount oh it's less than 10,000 oh you can only go to small claims tribunal and then, if it's more, then you've got to go and hire lawyers. And, you know, lawyers in expen- Singapore are so expensive. So, a lot of times, vendors are caught between the rock and a hard place. La. Like, if you're owed mm. less than $10,000, which $10,000 for a small company could, 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 it's still a huge, meaningful yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. $10,000, like, you go to the small claims tribunal, and then the other side just says, oh, I liquidated. There's nothing I can do. Well, what can you do from there? Then, if you want to hire mm. lawyers to sue, like, how much a lawyer is going to cost? 5000 $10,000? Twenty thousand dollars—it mm. almost doesn't make sense at all. And so, that I believe that legal infrastructure also needs to needs to evolve, lah, to 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 reflect that uh, that corporations or, or entities also need to—they can't just like ditch all their all everything like that as well, Like You know, they can't just ditch their their liabilities like that, lah. I guess, I guess what what we are in some way
0: saying is that to anyone listening who maybe is 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 dealing unfortunately with the liquidation or has impacted or maybe wasn't aware of liquidation or knows a brand that got liquidated yeah it's a horrible process and even though it's legal uh, there's nothing wrong there there is a process it it feels like something could be done better so if you're a lawyer or if you're anyone or you just want to reach out to us Uh, or reach out to someone you know who's impacted, yeah, please do. Because, I mean, even though it is a process, right? It is, you know, like, even if at the end of the day, a vendor gets their payment back. For us, the liquidation was announced in March 27, 2020. It is still ongoing. So any vendor Mm -hmm. that is still owed money, you don't see the money until the end of the liquidation. And in Mm -hmm. that time, when you're waiting for the money to come in, the whole fucking world could change. And, and whether you get paid in a year's time or five years time it's it's not the same as being paid when you're supposed to be
1: paid like right yeah so Harish you're just a failed business owner who's renting on your own podcast I know on, a a, on late issue.
0: Sunday night
1: <laughs> yeah you're, you're just renting because you, yeah. you the common man I mean we're just trying to make a living just go and get a job elsewhere don't stop yeah. renting already. So okay, let's, let's let's take a look at the option that this particular vendor decided to take which was something that <laughs> I wish I had option I can't option tell whether that was being sarcastic or whether that was actual advice, Terrence. No, no. I was trying to say that, that let's not bore. <laughs> let's not... We're, I think we're on the verge of, of, of renting both you and I both you and I yeah, we're on the verge yeah, of like yeah. it making it very personal but let's look at yeah. what like one of these vendors decided to do and examine whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because I think the comments are divided right between yeah. between the two extremes so this, which is the debt yeah, collector la, right correct, correct so this vendor yeah. which sell I think it sells his jewelry through nice decided to I think it's owed over ten thousand sing- Singapore dollars ten thousand sing mm, mm. so we decided to hire a debt collector service to go down yeah. to the nice store in Zhuochangi uh about on Friday I believe to yeah uh, to try and claim back whatever money they can claim back uh and and this debt collector you know was I think it was a group of three or four people right they mm, like mm-hmm. Harish alluded to earlier they took out their phones and were recording it every step of the way. From the moment they got to the store and then made an appointment to meet the the owner of NICE of to the moment they were talking, negotiating with the owner. And then after that there was even a a post uh there was even a what do you call it? after credits scene uh, or, or you know, after mm-hmm. the, the There was a Q and A. There was a Q and, uh, and, and A and all that. So so it was very comprehensive. Um, and and what was the response generally on on the internet to to this to this series of it vi- this series of videos
0: uh? I think
1: the on
0: on one hand people were like wow this is damn good you know like kudos to you guys i salute you guys for doing the right thing then on the other hand there were people who were saying um well I mean if they liquidate they really are not doing anything criminal so you can say all you want but uh they are not doing anything wrong right? and then mm. another camp is like what the fuck is this? <laughs> you got mm-hmm. such thing, uh, man. Mm. Like, uh, is this is this? Uh, are you all official or legal or not? Um, mm-hmm. So, so th- I like I just found those three things very interesting. Um, and some people were saying, "Hey, this is illegal. We need to call police." Mm-hmm. So, so, so my, my first question, can I ask question, you? I, yeah, yeah, I ask
1: you yeah. what was your feeling when you watched those videos? like, like what was the most immediate feeling?
0: Um. It felt like uh, a little awkward, but in a, how do you say it, <laughs> it's almost like, you know the show Cops, last time mm. the TV show, <laughs> where these people yeah, are, are yeah. like in high intense situations and things could go wrong. And yeah, this yeah, was yeah. just like, fuck, is, some, is this real? Is this stage? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what good can come out of this? Um, yeah. so, so those were my sentiments watching it. And this was not even live stream. This
1: was a, the recorded version, like the, the yeah. post live stream. Like. Yeah, I th- I think I think I also felt a bit almost like wow, like stomach churning, kind of uncomfortable, because the the person in front of the camera, the the debt collector, is this like uh, Chinese dude, right? Who is like, mm. I think he was born for this role of uh, being a debt collector, <laughs> You know, <laughs> like he had this whole like uh, LV mask and like that, wearing a black T shirt and the LV bag, a Gucci bag and everything, and just like walking like a uh, bing like that. And then like talking on the speaker phone to the to the owner of NICE and like, asking him to come down. And then telling him, you know, let's talk man to man, face to face, like gentlemen, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was like wow, it was like watching uh, like a close-up view of like how a, a fight is about to happen. Uh. And then uh, and then he's surrounded by these guys who are like also big burly dudes as well, with mohawks. With mohawk, and, like with gold mohawk. chains around their necks and all that. So it was like, wow. It really looked like they were going to fight. But they're all wearing like, you know, like identifiable debt collector t-shirts, right? So, yeah, so they just, t-shirts.
0: Exactly. The yeah, t- it, t- it had this
1: air of professional, but, you know, uh, professionality about it as well. As well but, uh, you yeah, know, like it was just uh, the way they were talking was very, uh, it's not the kind of boardroom talk, right? This is like, mm-hmm. this is like on street talk kind of way, right? <laughs> they were like, your register got money? Oh, got yeah. money, is it? You give me some? He <laughs> asked. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> like he will ask the owner, like, oh, so can I ask you how you got here? Do you drive here? Or you, oh, yeah. or you take taxi? Oh, so the taxi you know, must pay, right? kind of thing, right? Yeah, so was, yeah, uh, correct, correct. <laughs> it was a lot of- uh, They went to uh, the so-
0: store first. I think they spoke correct. to the guy over the phone and then they arranged to meet in the park of Jewel,
1: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I I say that I felt a bit uncomfortable because- um. I guess that feeling is not nice, right? when, when you If you owe someone a lot of money and then they come and look for you and everything, right? It's a very... Um, I think everyone at some point in their lives, hopefully you never have to, but everyone at some point in their lives, you know, will have to borrow money to make a payment for something, right? Whether mm. it's your house mm. or your car or something like that. And if it just so happens you're unfortunate that you can't make that payment, uh, I mean the last thing you want is this group of three three or four abings coming to your door and knocking on it and asking you to pay for yeah. it, right? So yeah. it is quite stomach stomach churning in, in some way. But as I watched it, I felt like um wow, these guys uh are doing an amazing job. <laughs> that's what <I>, <laughs> yeah, they're good yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know you're so doing you these people why, do
0: why do you think <laughs> they were good? I mean, in the sense that you know like they were just, they, they just were like that, that main guy. La. He was so self-confident, so self-assured. Mm. Um, And at first I was thinking, I mean, a company owing money, there could be many reasons, right? But he was just focusing on the fundamentals of you owe me money, you got yeah. money, you give yeah. me the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is quite irrefutable, la, you know? Yeah. um, And I just thought, oh, like, you just not even legal speak, no? They're not mm. even lawyers or anything. But somehow, mm. they still had a very compelling case. And if I was yeah. facing him, and if I couldn't pay because of a whole bunch of
1: reasons, I don't know what the fuck like, I would feel, man. It's, it's fucking mm. intimidating. Yeah, and, and you know what's the amazing thing? They did not use a single vulgarity. La. As, far mm. as, I, as, far, as far as I saw um, in, in, in whatever I watched, uh, maybe if I missed out here and there. But they did not use any vulgarities to address the guy at all. All, they, all yeah. they did was just, they were very clear and straight to the point and in fact, that's one of the things that they said they wanted to do. They wanted to record the thing so that there's no he say, she say or I got, he threatened me with violence and all that nonsense and call police, all that. Uh. So, so mm. that's why he said he was recording the whole th- the whole interaction. Um, but well, but of course first, at first of all, like, I, mm, yeah, go ahead. You no, know, I mean, some people were saying in the comments like, how can this be legal? You know, there's a protection from uh, PDPA, protection of your data and your privacy and, 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 and like this is harassment and stuff like that. Uh, but I think what the guy was, was trying to say is that this is also just to cover his own backside lah, as much as possible. Uh, so, maybe live streaming wasn't the best idea but but at the same time, they they I think it's a good idea to record these interactions because uh, you, you, the last thing you want is for, for police to be called in and all that nonsense. All uh, right.
0: Yeah, but so the thing about this being legal. Um I guess see so I am still confused and like like on their website first of all their website is fucking awesome. Um you know under their logo they they've been around for 16 years. Uh mm. and under their logo they have uh, this uh, what uh, um, determination, integrity, and 16 years of glory. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think I think when they walk into the office every day, they do chest bumps and they do a <laughs> cheer before they sit down. Uh. Yeah. it just feels like, and you know, the CEO is a woman, uh, I, Yvonne oh, really? Ho. Wow. Yeah, not, not to say that, that, that oh woman can't be CEO or something, but everyone we saw in the video were dudes um, mm-hmm. and you see the pictures and all, they're all like burly dudes and the CEO mm. is a woman. Fucking mm. badass. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, I mean, so, the,
1: yeah. some people are saying that they, they were basically exploiting a loophole in the sense mm. that, um, yeah, la, Singapore law doesn't preclude you from hiring uh, debt recovery service to get your money back. La. And the loophole mm. is that I don't know whether there's a loophole or I would call it a flaw in the system is that if the amount of money you're owed is really not that big, like $10,000, $20,000, right? It, mm. it is very difficult to get it back via legal means, right? In the, yeah, in the sense yeah. that you end up, you might end up spending more money on legal fees than actually whatever money you're owed. Right? So yeah. it's, it's that, that if you ask me what a loophole it is, right? I think that is the flaw in the system that this that recovery services uh are trying to to to, to cover lah right yeah yeah
0: and and i mean like um so so just uh reading up on it there they, it is a gray area in the sense that they are there's no real body or specific laws uh relating to debt recovery uh they are subject to laws that everyone is subject to like illegal assembly like uh, mass gatherings and violence mm. and all that of course but apparently there's a code of ethics set up by the Credit Collection Association of Singapore la. so mm. there's, a, there's at least that but, but I guess if you think about it all they're doing is interacting with people having conversations mm. and mm. kind of coercing them into paying their vendors la. so mm. if you think about it if same way you go and ask your uncle or someone to go talk to the person who owes you money at school right yeah. um, they're just doing that as a business lah. Right.
1: Mm, yeah, correct. So it's Which, it's as legitimate it's, a business as social distancing ambassador, right? So yeah, it's just talking exactly. to people, <laughs> yeah, enforcing enforcing something that is a uh, uh, in the law or at least contractually obliged, uh, right?
0: Yeah, and and while they are kind of doing what loan sh- uh, loan sharks do, uh, the thing is they don't throw like severe pig heads or throw or, 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 throw, or splash paint. Both of mm. which are illegal actions because that's literally vandalism and and uh, acts of aggression. La. So mm. so yeah, they just... So I think it's a fucking genius business model. And I think it is... It, yeah, it falls somewhere in this gray area that that is hard to enforce. La. So I guess mm. it, is, it is legal. Um, mm. And as long as you're not doing anything violent... Um, I guess they are in the clear like. but yeah. I think what, what what was the thing for me is that if you take away the fact that they were approaching nice like what you said every business goes through times of of difficulty right like, if, if mm. they haven't then then uh they they're they an anomaly. Like. so mm. and sometimes it's just due to external forces so to put them on live stream like this where I think they were trying to not focus on the face of uh, the guy they were talking to but mm. it's it's so Easy to identify him because once in a while they would show him. La. So it just mm. feels like that's where I guess led to the stomach churn for you. Mm. Yeah, right. I mean, it just um, feels like there's something, something a bit, a bit much. La.
1: Yeah, and 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 it's just uh Yeah, there, there I I guess there is definitely a uh a, a bit of a it's meant to cause discomfort in the in the, in the other person That they're getting money from like, Right In the same mm. way Like a loan shark Also causes discomfort By By you know Threatening with violence And stuff like that like. Um, mm. So part, I, I would guess That that's, that's part of the reason Why The The owner of NICE Asked them to meet In the basement of Jewel Rather than in front of The shop yeah. itself Because if yeah. they want to Cause a commotion like, But I guess that is The kind of thing that um, As a vendor You know like when you when you own money and you've not been paid in years and all that. This is actually like probably the last resort you want to go to as well because essentially it's also burning bridges, right? With with the with the person. Um You mean yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so I think those people who are calling out the the jewelry company and all that, I think you've just got to remember that Every business has suffered through this past year and everything. Maybe except some of like Amazon and all that, of right? online mm-hmm. businesses or but every like brick and mortar business has suffered in some way or another. And 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 the the all they're doing is just trying to get their fair share, of whatever they're owed, la, right? It's not even asking mm. for for a slice of profits or anything like that. La. It's getting getting back whatever they're owed, like their the products that have already been sold and the money that they're owed already, work that has mm. been done and completed. So there is nothing, I believe there's nothing morally or ethically wrong with what they are, are trying to do, uh, which just to get that their, their whatever is owed back. Uh. And remember when you hire these debt collectors, it's not like they work for free. They're not like hobbyists who enjoy going around threatening people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What do you do I on think- Saturdays when you have free time? Oh, you know, I, I go help collect debts, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I, know have, I, I, I have, That's why I need to have a mohawk so I can like look fierce yeah. and everything. No, but yeah, yeah they are trying right. to, they have to pay these guys a solar, right? And then that, and, and those guys probably work on commission basis or something. I'm sure it's not a, I'm sure it's not a small amount either. Like, and my maybe, guess I, I don't think it's what's probably, your guess? I don't think it's commission also. I don't think it's commission. It probably is a fixed fee. Oh, you think so? I, I think
0: so because even though on their website, they say they have 85% success rate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um I can't imagine this being commission based because I think if they've been in business for 16 years they definitely do understand the legal system and the implications mm. of a company liquidating like where the chances yeah. of people getting paid back just yeah. by virtue of the process is very low. I think there's probably some sort of upfront payment plus a commission. La. That's mm. my guess. La.
1: Yeah, correct correct. So yeah, it's uh, oh, yeah, so so basically the the vendor who is already, who is already owed money is has mm. to spend more money to try and get back whatever money is owed. It's adding think insult to yeah. injury. So you look from that perspective, is it really morally or ethically wrong what they're doing? No, they're, they're just sick and tired of having to chase the money themselves really. La. Yeah. you know.
0: And I mean, on their website, uh, they are looking for uh, people to join their team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the available career opportunities, debt enforcement yeah. specialist with license, Debt enforcement specialist, marketing consultant. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then uh, I, th- I think the funny thing was that, you know, like, they did a and A after the whole thing was was done, right? Yeah, and and then I think there was a lot of uh, people who were criticizing them, saying, "How can you do this kind of thing? It's shameful, and you know naming and shaming and all that." What do you think of that?
0: Um, I mean, I think to a certain extent there is some some truth there. Uh, mm. That to just go and Pop by I mean Let's say Let's let's say you know Even for filming right You can't mm. You can't just Film people Or How you say It, it is There is the 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 consent piece Of, of yeah. creating a, a A piece of video Especially if you're a business la. So yeah. this In this case It's tricky because The Them The company not paying Is obviously not good There are people Suffering from That But so, it almost makes it less... Uh, it makes it easier to condone their actions. But fundamentally, I still feel that, yeah, that that's not cool. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. I like I like the way the guy responded. He was like, uh, this one, I told you already. Okay, we are not doing anything wrong. You got to see me lift a finger to be violent? No, right? Very clear, very straightforward. Okay, next question. <laughs> oh, it, this guy. <laughs> yeah, we should get him on the podcast, actually. We'd love to. <laughs> oh, that would be dope, yeah. You know, to I him. just hope... I just hope because, like what you're saying, there are issues with the 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 structural issues that enable these sort of things. granted, mm. that's probably in the best interest of of the people who create the systems like lawyers and all to to not change anything about liquidation, like because the one mm. person that benefits during liquidations are law firms. So yeah. I hope you know, Sugar daddy Hing as he steps down from his official finance minister role, maybe that's that's imagine if he he says, you know what? I'm done with like finance for the whole country. I'm going to take on the toughest parts of finance, you know, corporate finance and liquidations. I want to fuck people up. That would be <laughs> so amazing, man. I
1: mean, but change, Change
0: the system. Change the system.
1: We need, we need, we need, uh, Shamugam to come in and do it and do this. Uh, do, do the dirty deed. Uh, when it comes Shamugam. to- Shamugam. Changing laws. Shamugam. Yeah, yeah, man. So, but- But yeah, I mean, it's- um it's unfortunate for nice that they're in this position but i would say they got to try and honor their contracts la, and liquidating is the is the it's just a cheap, uh, it's just a is an un- dishonorable way out, la, i would say.
0: Yeah. yeah. And i mean i guess the other people who are impacted are the nice employees themselves lah because at their mm. peak i think nice had 100 employees now given mm. they still had that jewel outlet which is a fucking nice outlet uh, yeah. the employees there they don't have any say as well Yeah. so so it's more about the way the business was run but the people working there sorry sorry to you guys as well man
1: yeah and if, and if you want to support those businesses that you know that you bought from and Nice and all that I would say go straight go direct to them if you can Right, go to their websites mm. or, or shop from them on Etsy hopefully they get I think Etsy probably pays out faster right and, yeah. and things like that. Like, you know, there, there's still ways to support all these small businesses that, that uh you enjoy. Because yeah, yeah uh, more than ever they need this kind of like uh grassroots support. Uh.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Right, right? Yeah. Exactly.
1: But cool. So speaking but speaking of like um the you know, deceptive or unfair practices from big corporations, that mm. also is part of our goofy topic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. it's so goofy that it feels like fuck is this a marketing campaign a gimmick or something but but mm. according to the Korea Herald um, the South Korean makeup con- uh, cosmetics brand Innisfree is that how you pronounce it Innisfree uh, I guess right? so yeah I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I, they don't were, do, not, I don't do makeup so I'm not sure uh, I just felt that I don't know why for whatever reason I thought you you would know lah. Oh, okay okay I don't That's know racist. why. <laughs> racist it's racist. It's Chinese, Korean, hey, all the same, hey, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm saying because you're a pronunciation Nazi. La.
1: Me? i have a pronunciation Nazi? Okay, never mind. Carry on, carry yeah,
0: on. Yeah, never mind. I will carry on. So, um, yeah, they, they announced um back in August 2020 that they were having a limited edition green tea seed serum paper bottle. So, so they... um. Basically, it's written outside, uh, hello, I'm paper bottle. And they were talking about, it's the newest friendly uh, eco-bottle, the eco-friendly bottle on the back. In the post, uh, no, eco-friendly bottle on the block. Uh, That's what they were talking about. And in August 2020, they basically um, were debuting this paper that is, it's it's a recyclable paper bottle that uses 51.8% less plastic. Mm. So if you look at that, it says less plastic. It doesn't say no plastic because mm. uh, I guess maybe people that was not at the forefront of the messaging because w- the most recent backlash was um, inside this paper bottle. So there's paper on the outside and it says, hello, yeah. I'm paper bottle. It, yeah. On the inside is a plastic bottle. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, correct. So correct. people were saying, what the fuck? Huh? I feel so cheated. You tell me this is a paper bottle, but then there's a plastic bottle inside.
1: Yeah, correct, correct.
0: So- so when we decided to talk about this, Terrence, what was what was running through your head, or uh, when you saw this, or was it just uh, too trivial to even give a fuck?
1: No, 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 no. It's a interesting uh, piece of news in that has gone onto BBC and you know in Malaysia Malay Mail and everything, because I think um, there's a this phenomenon called greenwashing. Uh. This I, mm. I just learned about this like, where basically companies pretend to be more eco-friendly or more or the products are greener than they actually are and in this mm. case like like literally it is free yeah they've used less plastic for the packaging, but they went to add on another layer of paper paper a paper bottle around it that you know also takes uh, resources to produce that right so mm. they could have saved the earth more by not having that paper paper packaging around it like I presume. Um but they, they they chose to to put that chunky paper around it. So it's like is it really trying to save the earth or is it like, you know, just doing it just because it seems like the popular thing to do? Mm.
0: Yeah. And yeah, because I, yeah, I, I think I think they there was some other examples also that, that have come up recently about yeah, it um it it feels like it's just sometimes brands just jump on the bandwagon of a social cause or something because ultimately mm. it's PR for them, lah, right? Yeah. Um. And and right now when consumers are more discerning, uh, there's a growing proportion of the market that might favor eco-friendly brands, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. So so I guess I mean, but this one was weird because it was announced in August 2020. I don't know what kickstarted
1: the 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 kerfuffle this time around, lah. I think it was just uh, someone uh, a Korean user actually just cut open the bottle and then posted on Facebook that this is actually what's inside la. Oh, um, they pointed out on a on a Facebook group. Yeah, so I, I guess um, more than just being misleading packaging la, right? Cause remember remember years ago there was this issue when, Bret Talk was selling soy milk, and then it turned out the the homemade homemade soy milk or something that. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, mm. And it turned out that the soy milk was actually like uh, like some off-the-shelf generic soy milk that they bought from the supermarket and just, and just poured into bottles that were labeled homemade soy milk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. then there was a big hoo-ha about it. It's false advertising and blah, blah, blah. Um, but does it really fundamentally, uh, you know, affect people's health or anything like that? It, it doesn't, right? Because, mm. you know, whether it's homemade or it's 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 you know more processed or what yeah like, okay like you could you could argue that both are equally as bad, like if they contain the same amount of sugar and all that, right? But yeah, in this yeah. case I think it's a it's worse because because if you think about it, like, what what from what I know about recycling is that uh, it's very important to to split whatever you're recycling into the proper materials, right? So mm. if they were going around telling people that this is a paper bottle so not every person will be cutting open or tearing open the bottle to find it. Oh, actually, there's plastic inside, right? So they will mm. be essentially be throwing this paper bottle into the paper section of the recycling bin, or the paper, yeah, the paper uh, compartment. And actually, what they're doing is probably uh, contaminating the whole that whole um, that whole chunk of of, of recyclables. Uh, because I don't think you 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 can mix the materials uh, like this. That's why. In Singapore, for example, all the sorting of all recyclable materials apparently is done uh using paid help. La. That's why that's why our blue bins are uh, just throw everything inside the blue bins. After that, they'll still be sorted at the factory, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and, exactly. any contamination kill any contamination with like food or, or leftover food or whatever, it will just it just destroys the entire bin. La. So so let's say let's say if there was a brand
0: that you're supporting that that find that you find out has been greenwashing, uh. Would you would you change your patron patronising of of their products?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely would. I I feel that is, I I feel that is firstly it's misleading advertising, but secondly this one has uh, even is worse than just misleading advertising. You know, it it's probably is 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 making the process of recycling even more even harder. Like, right, because mm-hmm. because are mixing all the the contaminants and everything as well.
0: Yeah. Because I know, I did think about the, the bread talk example you gave. And I know for the next few months after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck bread talk. Fuck toast box. <laughs> fuck this. I'm not going to take any of the products. But yeah. I think there was one time when I really needed a coffee and yeah. there was
1: only toast box. Yeah. And then I bought the coffee. So can you clarify when you, what, what made you so angry about it? When, when you first because heard I thought- this homemade soybean thing.
0: I mean, that to me is like it's basically the company lying, la. right? Mm. Uh, and and yeah, you say it's homemade, but I think it was even yours. Was it yours? Maybe it I, was I, yours.
1: I vaguely remember, yeah, it was yours milk, uh, yours soy milk y- that was used. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, and and that's where I felt like, what oh, fuck, like yeah, <laughs> it just I think I I tend to veer towards uh anti-establishment anyway. Um, mm. I don't know whether it's because of my belief or because of my deep down desire to be contrarian or mm. cool and mm. and different lah. Um, mm. I think maybe it's a bit of both. But I remember mm. at that point in time, I was like, "Hey, fuck you lah, okay. Uh, you can't do this to the consumer, okay. You say mm. you are making homemade soybean milk and you fucking just take this. So you're lying. You're lying to me. Mm. And then, um, yeah la, So I didn't have uh, bread talk buns for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but then toast box and I mean now okay now I would say if if I had a choice for bakeries I still love four leaves that's always been my bakery of choice Um, so so I'm just curious how people's uh, behavior really changes uh, when when they find out stuff like this about a particular brand yeah
1: I mean it's further complicated by the fact that the brand is trying to gloss over this I mean they issue apologies saying that they understand how people could misunderstand this because of the naming of the bottle. Lah. So what they mm. wanted to what they wanted to highlight by saying is a paper bottle is about the label of the bottle being paper. You know, the all the all covering label of the bottle being paper. So I was like <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's really stretching it a bit, lah. But at the same no, time we, at the same time, English is not not the first language of, of this company as well, all right
0: right? No, but most labels, I mean there are a lot of labels that are already paper. Lah. Yeah, unless you're saying they used to be plastic labels but labels yeah. say, what what is a plastic label I don't even I, know, I, I don't even know I don't what's know. a plastic label that
1: whole know, bottle man. was just weird, yeah, this is yeah. weird. It's, it's just fucking weird it's a bit like I guess if, if 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 anything the analogy that I find it find it easiest is if you say I, I want a sugar free drink and then someone and then someone instead of giving you a coke zero they give you a coke less sugar and then they, they mm. say, that it's, the, it's the same one, sugar-free, sugar-free, you know? But it's not. Yeah. It's, it's totally different, you know? It's different taste, different everything. And then, you know, you know how people freak out about Coke versus Coke Zero and all that, right? So, so mm. you, you, why why don't we apply that same mentality to, to what they're doing here, where they claim something is, you know, a plastic bottle when it's obviously, it's a, a, a paper bottle when it's obviously not a paper bottle. It's a paper label, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so it is. So it is quite to me like Quite uh, like I mean, it's worse in terms of uh scope than than like the the soya milk thing
0: Hmm. Yeah. But I guess the the greenwashing
1: phenomenon was is is
0: interesting like. I mean, it's sad, but I can totally see more and more companies doing it like. So great, I guess great, out great. uh to anyone out there, if if you actually no like, I don't even know what what advice to dish out. I'm just I think maybe just greenwashing is a thing. You know, be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google a little. We'll put some links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, correct.
1: Wow, yeah. So, so so what a downer. Uh. Like all our news this week is all about how corporations yeah, are that's like, why. like shitting all, <laughs> all over us consumers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh. Yes, yeah. God damn, God it is God what damn. It is.
1: But maybe so we'll find something more yeah. positive in the comments in our third segment, which is our one-shot comment. Of, of the podcast.
0: Mm. Mm. Um so so I guess for me my my one short comment is it's almost like a it, it's it's related to the subreddit the, the thread that you started uh last week. Um mm-hmm. I think just asking for questions about an upcoming AMA episode that we are doing. Mm. Um and I've be, I, I I was so uh how you say a uh, happy to see so many questions come in. Uh, We'll probably do it in some time in the near future. Um, Mm. But I guess my favorite comment amongst all those was this guy uh, from Tomato Cultivator. Um, Mm. And the comment was, and this is on a thread uh, where we are soliciting or crowdsourcing questions. I just, uh, and he asked, he or she asked, what are your credit card numbers, expiry date, and a three-digit number at the back of the cards. And I say Mm. this is my favorite comment because that made me laugh. Oh,
1: Okay, I mean, it is, yeah. a, it is an ask me anything question, but it doesn't obligate us to answer every single Yeah, thing, yeah, exactly, 100%, exactly. Like, just, just but just but in the, there. Yeah. yeah,
0: but in the broader scheme of things, I think it's so great that we're getting that many questions. And, and if you haven't uh, visited that thread, please, we'll put the link in the show notes as well uh, and yeah. ask away because we will go deep into these questions.
1: Mm, yeah. Yes. Um, so similarly, I think... Um, I don't have one, just one short comment, but I guess I can just give a shout out to uh, a couple of these uh, comments. Uh, because remember our episode where we spoke to Anthony Chen, the filmmaker? Mm. Um, yeah. We got quite a couple of messages saying that uh, the for some reason, some of them got, got like they couldn't finish the podcast, uh, right? Um, mm. And so they, they, I think all these commenters were basically Trying to tell us, uh Yalla that they they listen a lot to our podcast, but they couldn't get through this particular one like, for various reasons. I don't know whether it's the the tone or or maybe the, the accent and, and things like that. Like. But what I found was amazing was that everyone who, who said this, right, were so they were, did it so respectfully. You know what I mean? They were like mm. started with, with all due respect to Anthony. But I have to agree that, you know, I, I couldn't finish the podcast. And all that. This is, they call me underscore king. Mm. Uh, and then the uh, mm. next one, dangerous crime, you know. I couldn't disagree more respectfully, you know. <laughs> and, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, and a uh, stale roti also said, I think there was a lot of value of what he was pointing out too. I can agree with a lot of it, even if his examples weren't very fitting to his point, you know. So mm. uh, I think- I, I was very heartened when I saw this like, in the sense that um, people understand where we're coming from in that you can you can criticize something you can disagree with someone you can totally think that the person is is smoking crack or something like that but you can still mm. deliver it respectfully, Do it respectfully. Yeah, respectfully yeah you know so, so like even these comments I mean compared to the usual YouTube or Facebook comments I feel like okay lah like, at least they Put their views out there respectfully la. and for that I think mm. it's 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 worth a shout out. Hmm. Mm.
0: That's so I guess both of us like uh, uh like just talking about holistically
1: a range of comments la, right? Yes, correct correct yep, yep. how fitting, how yeah. fitting. Cool. <laughs> Alright. But so so time then to, be, is... to be a bit more specific, yeah, Then now we talk yeah, about one shop thing, right? Yeah, one shop thing. So what is what is your one shook, shook thing for the past few days, maybe the weekend? Uh I think you know you know this because I've been sharing this. I share my Facebook also. Is that mm. uh, a company called RoboSen has partnered with Hasbro, the original creator of the Transformers Toys, to create a self-transforming um, Optimus Prime toy. So it's um they just, they just announced it and it was, I think there were a couple of videos about it on CNET and all that. I, but I, I watched the CNET review. Like, I think that one was the cutest where basically the editor at CNET, like she was just like giving, she started with like the Optimus Prime toy as a truck, right? And then she just started mm. talking to it and, and shouting voice commands to it. And then it started transforming, like like literally like standing up by itself and as and it became like the Optimus Prime that we all know from the Generation One Transformers, you know the the Transformers movie and everything. Remember watching that as a kid?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah.
1: So that Optimus Prime uh, toy is now is now available uh, for seven hundred US dollars. You can get your own self-transforming, talking Optimus Prime robot. And and, and, and how big and, is it? It's nineteen inches tall. All in all, when it's when he's transformed to his full height. So and and he actually doesn't just stand there. He actually like he sways and breathes, you know. So it's like it's almost like a living being just waiting for your next voice commands.
0: Hmm. Really, yeah. Eh? So yeah. You, you,
1: if you could get it, would you get it? Uh no seven hundred dollars is a lot of money to pay for <laughs> that But <laughs> yeah. it's the kind of money that and that collector will of looking for me because I like yes, oh, so. how do you afford this shit. But anyway, wants to buy for my kid. I think he would be very appreciative he loves Mm, he loves Transformers mm. even though he's never watched it before but I'm sure he'll love Mm. it I'm sure he'll love it more than his dad yeah yeah I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure he'll love it I'm sure he'll love it yeah yeah so I'm subtly just putting it out there for for friends who want to give my son gifts (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) so what is your one shock thing my one shock thing
0: is actually the trailer for Loki uh, that dropped for on Disney Plus a few days ago and I mean when I first saw the thing pop up on YouTube I was like ah oh. as much as I as I like Marvel movies superhero movies um to me it feels like it's been saturated to the max and like how much how how different can things be but holy shit man have you seen the trailer
1: No I've not actually
0: Yo man the trailer is fucking dope man and like it just feels like it it, it it's not really banking on the fact that okay people already love Marvel uh, people already know all this, like, okay, where Loki's from and all that. The direction they've taken it, it fucking it, it's, it blew my mind. And mm-hmm. I actually am super excited to watch that because of the strength of the trailer. Like, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's not one of those things that um have a shitty full end product uh, with a good trailer. But, I don't know, Disney Plus seems to be doing pretty pretty well with their shows, man.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad, la. You're you're not even yeah. that big a Marvel guy, and you are yeah yeah. You're, you're sharing this as your one shot thing.
0: Yeah, I saw it and I'm like, wow, oh, now like you watch it, it, it 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 feels like even if you change the name of Loki, you put in another actor or another character, it'll still be a great trailer, mm. And that that is a sign of a good trailer. La.
1: That's true. That's true. You know, yeah, nah, I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, it's on my it's on my to watch list, lah. But but like, there's just so much to watch right now. I'm like, wow, how to yeah. how to keep up, man. Yeah, man. Cool. Oh, cool cool cool.
0: Cool, cool. That brings us to the end of this late night intimate podcast. Yes. Um but if you're listening to it as it comes out, it probably isn't late night anymore. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so just imagine. Right. Just imagine that it's late night. Yes, correct. Imagine cool. it is late night. Imagine it is. All right. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Any, any last words, so parents? Nothing I just say.
1: Okay, Ken. See y'all soon. Bye-bye.